You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Ah. I can't do that scream. I'm scared, I'm scared. Scream. I'm, I'm not screaming at people, they've got headphones in. I can go, ah. <laughs> Thank you for coming, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. <laughs> we can be hired for sound effects, professional sound effects. Um, and why are we making these funny sounds? It's, it's Halloween and we're reviewing Toy Story 3 because we don't want to do a horror movie. Oh, you're tricking me. Because we didn't watch Toy Story 3. Well, I did. I don't know what So you, you didn't get any treat. Now you're tricking everybody. Because we actually watched Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. But before that, what was our pre-show discussion? Right before the show, you tasted a cracker, which was quite delicious from Pepperidge Farm. Some sesame wheat thing. That's and not right very before Halloween. that, you sneezed. Oh, I, sne- I sneezed and the uh, snot came right out in my hand. Into your hand. Now, I said that and never I, happened to me. Then I gave me. it you. You didn't. You walked past straight to the bathroom and washed your hands <laughs> feverishly, as you do, even when there is no snot on your hands. You're there was. Hand, you're a hand washer, though, so that must have freaked you out. It did. Because a lot of times it's imaginary stuff on your hands that you go wash off. I'm pretty sure it's imaginary, because you just go wash your hands for no reason. It's germs. This I could see, oh, snot in the hand, wash them off. Now I said, I don't, when I sneeze, nothing ever comes out. If I could wash the inside of my head, I'd wash that as well, because there's a lot of snot in there. You can do that salt thing you pour in your nose and it comes out your mouth or your ear or something. I'll start doing that. What else did we talk about before? Um, nothing? The things that are, are vegan that you wouldn't know, like Ritz crackers. That's the um, last time I Frosties. heard. Frosties. Frosties cereal. Frosties? Yeah, it was on there. Frosted Flakes or whatever. Frosted Flakes wasn't. Yeah, it was. Fruit Loops was. Frosted Flakes with the tiger on the front. Was it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Corn I flakes, I think. Some other stuff. Anyway, it's, uh, forget all this uh, malarkey. <laughs> oh, that sounded piratish at the end. You did it? a little bit of a death pirate. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, Sunday, October the 31st. And what day is that? Halloween. Oh, wait, it's seven days before a real holiday. One week from today is November 7th. Nobody cares about that day. Oh, really? They care about um, November the 9th, Call of Duty Day. Right. Anyway, it's... Uh, yeah, that always comes out around my birthday. It does. All, all gears of war. What a rip-off. Because you're going to buy that game, and I get nothing. Correct. I get the joy of looking at the back of your head while you sit there with your headset on. To, yeah, he's over here. Over here. I'm gonna, oh, yeah, you get him. You bring him down. Oh, my God, he's coming up. Oh, I'm dead, man. Bring me. Help me. Help me. Somebody's got to help me. That'll be two days after my birthday. Will be what I'll, I'll get you, Call of Duty Black Ops, from, for your birthday. <laughs> but then I'll take it back and use it. Give I'm me Sims you. 4. Um, anyway, I digress. <laughs> okay, enough of the evil Okay, so it's sun- Sunday, October the 31st, 2010. This is after the show number 145. This is our Halloween show, even though last week I said that we weren't going to do a Halloween show, we were going to do Toy Story 3. But it turned out different. Toy Story 3 will be next week, when Halloween is gone. Anyway, this is... Um, the 2010 remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street, and you, well, is released in 2010, obviously. Um, it, it's actually released on Blu-ray on the 5th of October, which is almost a month ago. Uh, we would have reviewed this when it came out, but there was a big delay going on. Was that the truck wreck? 
Or is that a different one? No, it was something else. Some delay. Some DVD in company had a big semi-truck wreck, and that's why we didn't get that. That sounds fishy to me, but I'm sure I could confirm that. And you're going to ask me what this movie is about. No, I'm not, actually. It's a Blu-ray disc, <laughs> we, what we um, are reviewing here. It's actually the Blu-ray DVD digital copy combo pack. It's from our friends at Warner Brothers, and now you're going to tell me what it's all about. Man, you're bossy. Okay. A uh, girl named Nancy and some other teenagers are tormented in their dreams by a dude in a fedora, a brown and red Indiana striped Jones. a brown and red striped sweater and knives on his fingers. Dennis the Menace crossed with Indiana Jones and Wolverine. You're correct. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> you do one of those things where you have like the paper and you fold the things yeah. over to make a different head, middle and leg. There you go. That's what, that's what it is. This man is uh, tormenting them and Quickly, we learn he's a menace. Dennis. Dennis the menace, because if he hurts you in your dream, he hurts you. you're really hurt, and if he kills you, you're really dead. And then we discover there's more to this. Why are these teenagers all having the same dream? Hold, uh, you ha, did it. Ha, you asked no, me to did it. I just want to ask you a question. This sounds all very much like something I've seen before. I'm telling you the story as if we have not ever heard of it before. So then they have to discover what this man did. Then you get a little hint of parents being sort of mysterious. But the bottom line is this guy was is evil in their dreams. He wants to kill them and there's a mystery as to why. And it touches on barely, but not enough for me. Sort of that dark, weird side of insomnia thing, you know. But um, that's it, really. Bunch of teenagers who are getting killed by a very dangerous All right, bad guy. <clears throat> Let's move on to the movie. Never um, been done before. This is a new concept in, in movie making. Well, this is going to go against uh, what you just said. Um, let's start with your yours and mine memory of mm. uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Where where did that crop up in? Where what what happened? Um, I saw it in the theater, and when it was originally released, that was way back in 1984. He scared the shit out of me. How did you see it in the theater? How old were you? It didn't matter then. If my mom, if my mom took us, I was sixteen. But if my mom took us, she would go did, in, buy the ticket, and leave. Nine eighty two, it came out right. Eighty four, it said. I just looked at IMDb. Oh, okay. Um, it didn't matter anyway because my mom would take us, buy a ticket. I feel like I was around fifteen myself. Walk maybe. in with us, and then she'd leave and go shopping for two hours. That's how we got in. Can I tell you That's how-, how I saw every horror movie. Was My mother was like, I'm not sitting through this shit, but I'll go in with you. And it was only like $2 at the time or $1.85. Oh my God, it makes see, me sound so old. See, in England, we got our movies way later. So you're asking me. my impression. Let me finish. Oh no, I was going to say oh, uh, first how we both saw it. So oh, yeah. in England, we got our movies slightly later than you. But in this case, A Nightmare on Elm Street, my foster father... He, who was a, he, he was a building site manager of some kind, came home with a non-labeled video cassette, let's say, from one of his friends at the building site. So you're actually interrupting my story to tell your story. No, we're done. both going to... We're not about uh, opinion on it, just how we got to see it. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. You got to see it at the cinema, you just said. I know, but you were saying my impressions. You asked my impressions. No, um, we're doing both. Oh, okay. Together. So <laughs> he came home with a non-labeled video cassette. Um, Ooh, which you could mysterious. say a pirate video cassette yeah. um, with A Nightmare on Elm Street on it which was uh, only just released in the US So, and it was a terrible copy like terrible, do you remember those old days of VHS where it just looked like shit, you could barely hear it or see it no I never saw it I can it. remember like sitting right up on the TV going 
Uh, you know, it was really I'll bad. I'll be honest with you. I didn't rent or watch a lot of videotapes till I was probably 18. And then we barely rented any. We just watched HBO all the time. Right. But then I did see it on a, not a real... When, eventually, when it came out in England. Saw it on, I never saw it in the cinema. On a real VHS. But um, that's how I saw it. So what did, what did you think? Did it scare you? Or what? It scared the shit out of me. Now, I don't go home and remain scared from things. It never soaks in quite that deep. But I did imagine a lot as I was laying in bed. The bed thing. With the blood. <laughs> like, remember Johnny Depp? Really bites it. That's the most strongest memory for me. And I would Spoiler. be laying in my bed. That's from the original, though. So if you haven't seen it in 25 years, then I don't get it. Not a spoiler <laughs> to me. Um, I would lay in the bed and think about that. Or think about going to sleep and then, like, running from someone. Or mostly I thought about the kick-ass part. When you go in and you're like, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> you're not bringing me down. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. Like, I get it now. I, it's like the Matrix, you know, when you figure that shit out. This was pre-Matrix, obviously. But I remember thinking about it. And then, of course, everyone was, you know, would talk about it and say, like... And then when the next one came out, it was <clears> a while later. It was kind of a letdown, but... For, funnily enough, my favourite Nightmare on Elm Street from the original is the third one. I really like that third one. I don't... I think it's better than the first one, in my in my eyes. The one where they're in the mental asylum, the Dream Warriors. It's got Alabama kids. in it. It's really good, that one. I, I just like some of the... The, the second one's really clownish. Do you yeah. know when they mention it? Like, they took it from, like, a... The first one's quite horrific. Then they took it to this kind of silly kind of thing with the second one. Then the third one, they tried to go back a little bit to the less funny, more like horrendous. Like, do you remember when he mm-hmm. was using one as puppet with their? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's there was some horrible imagery in it that always stuck with me. And then it just completely went b- bananas with the other. The I never one. saw any more after that. Oh, I saw all of them. Oh, not true. I saw the one where um, Nancy came back. Yeah, that was later, later, that was later. I think I might have only seen a part of it, and then I've seen, of course, um, was it not Freddy? Jason, Freddy versus Jedi. I never saw that one, but that was horrible. At the end of Jason Goes to Hell, yeah, that one that's you like saw really the bizarre. Freddy Krueger hand come up or something at the end, and made us go, "Wait a minute! Oh, right." So the next movie is going to be Freddy versus Jason, which, is, which would I, I imagine would have been a horror fan's wet dream when they saw that scene. It was just catering to the audience right then. Mm. Oh my god, these two legendary characters are going to be in a movie together. But then you're like, that's just stupid. Like, you know, now. You, no, that's not stupid. I just don't think it's like, quality. No, it's not quality. It's Although just, I did like Alien vs. Predator. And it was really bad also, the Freddy vs. Jason. It was terrible, in fact. Anyway, original uh, series beside... Yeah, it frightened me too, because it was that age, that age where I was like, oh god, and I, I don't want to go to sleep, it's kind of scary, and like... You know, that is a really weird concept that something that you can't just pull the covers over your head and go asleep to get away from something scary. That's even worse if you do that. So I like that. I'll tell you another part of that, though. Being me, who I was as a teenage girl, I remember I remember distinctly thinking to myself, there will never be a boy who wants to save me. There'll never be a boy who wants to help keep me awake. Oh, no, truly. That's what I thought when she was sitting there with him. And it was just like fantasy. Like, how could any boy ever want to protect you or save you like that. Now, this, now I don't think that. They have this annoying habit. Because you know what? I can protect myself. Well, they have this annoying habit in this movie and in the original movie of teenagers entering each other's rooms through the window. Yeah. Just, I, I always, just even randomly. when I was a kid, I was like, what the hell? Why are they climbing in through And they're always on the second story and it's just like, boom, there he yeah, is. Yeah, uh, there's a guy at the window. Like We saw a recent movie that did that as well, though. We did. Was it Kick-Ass? And I always 
just we went ass- up to a room. I just assumed to, ma- yeah, it was actually. I just assumed to, ma- but he was a superhero. Yeah, true. I, I, I was always thinking, oh, it's just the American thing that kids sneak in and out of each other's windows. When I think kids. some do, mm. but it just seems really easy. Yeah, like they just appear. Yeah. Like Hello, no one, no one heard them trotting on the roof or climbing in? up the yeah. side, and then they walk in through the window. It's weird. Anyway, um. Yeah, and similar to the original one, it was to do with they had an alarm in the house and didn't want to trip it, remember? Hmm. And the same in this one. Anyway, the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street is um, a remake done by Platinum Dunes Company, the Michael Bay-produced company who are essentially remaking the classics. Um, I wouldn't say the classics... Like Dracula and stuff. <laughs> I would say the classics of the 80s and 90s, right? Um, and Friday 70s. 13th, and 70s, because Texas Chainsaw was included there. Oh, did they do that? Yeah. Oh, all right. So, and Friday the 13th, and this. And this is getting a sequel uh, next year for Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Um, hopefully it doesn't go the same way as the Freddy on the school bus one, which was the other. But um, this sequel tries to reinvent... For a new audience, I think, more than anything. Like, if you think about it, the youth of today, um, you know, kids who might go to horror movies, they might not have experienced these movies that we love from the 80s, right? Because they're a bit too dated for them. But why? We're assuming that in the last 18 years of a kid's life that they have experienced all the same stuff that we have in the last 18 years of our life now. Not true. Some of those kids may have never seen a horror movie. Yeah. So you go to this movie, or you go watch Friday the 13th, I mean, Elm Street 1, the very original original. Why is it... The only difference is there's no cell phones, there's no yeah. internet, maybe that. But it's still the creepy factor. I have to say, this Nightmare on Elm Street remake, I started off not liking it um, at the beginning. I Me was, too. I was like, this is just too like slick, and yep. it's like, the scares in it are mainly done by the cheap... Um, by a cheap way of making really loud noises. The blonde girl, I, all I could hope was that she was not going to be the... But you get me, like, with the scares, it was audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Audio scares. It wasn't really what you were seeing. It was just stuff was fairly quiet, and then there was a loud bang, and you kind of could jump from it or whatever. Now, to That's me... That's pretty common. Yeah, but I always find it kind of like a, a cop-out, almost. Because Freddy is menacing in his own right. You know, like, you don't need him to make a loud noise to scare you you can do some shit oh if he's of all I'm hearing <clears throat> is that blade scraping on a pipe then I'm freaking out so I don't need to see anything so I disagree with you so the surprise yeah the um so yeah I I the first 20 minutes or whatever I was like uh, eh, this is just a your remake but and I think it was generally for the entire movie to be honest it was what I expected of it but there was a surprising couple of sections where I was like okay they really um, gave me something I, I wanted or didn't expect like, what do you want? well there's actually not to spoil everything in this movie but there's stuff you know about Freddy from the original movies if you watch them but you were never completely clear because it was always like it was part of the they would just like give you little bits of his back story now in this one, there's a whole sequence yes. of his backstory, which I thought was done really well because it it's like the genesis of Freddy, right? The, how it happened in this instance, you know, visually, like not what you think it happened, what what happened, and I thought that was really a good touch. I also think what was a good touch was um, 
the guy they chose to be Freddy. I think he was... Totally. I, last week I said to you, oh, they've got a new guy to do Freddy. It's not Robert England. Because I saw the cover, which I do think that cover is really awesome, by the way. Yeah, and you said his name, and I'm like, oh, like... And I went, he's, he's like a from... little guy. Like, I didn't think he would be... Like, Robert England's quite a... Um, Does it really matter? Foreboding kind of... Silo- well, it's all about the silhouette for Freddy for me. Like, like the... Like you say, the hat the, in the shadows with the claw. You know, I, like, not close-ups of him. Hmm. What was scary of me was when you saw that figure, you knew he was coming, like, you know? See, I think it must be a whole different, complete species from you. I don't give a shit what he looks like. What terrifies me is that he murdered children well, yeah. in the original. That he kidnapped and murdered children in the base. Does that not register with anyone? Only the glove and the creepiness? That's why he's scary. Well, of course. Because he wants to kill children. And, and in this one, um, in this one, <laughs> it, it's actually really... Yes. Um, <laughs> he's not a humorous character, let me say. He has a one-liner. He does one one-liner, which kind of miffed me off. I didn't want him to do any of them. Um, but he's, you know, you understand... He there bet. is no, there is no um, line like where oh, maybe he didn't do it, maybe he didn't. He did horrible things, right? He right. was a horrible child person, messer. and that's why I think that's why I don't like the way that the whole franchise went because it's like, remember the beginning? That's like making a series of movies about Hitler and then softening him up, like he didn't, and then making like a caricature of well, him or something because th- it's not. You forget what he did. This character is horrible. Like, horrible. He's not a... He's not like a... Like, okay. Jason, for example. Now, for some reason... I don't sympathize with I don't sympathize with him, and I don't sympathize with his victims. Because they're just a bunch of teenage wankers, and I don't really care, right? Yeah, but they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything, but for some reason, because he was a boy, when this horrible... When he drowned or whatever shit happened to him, right? He's been victimized kind of his whole life. Crazy mother, and then all this kind of shit. For some reason... I see him as he's turned into a, a revenge machine, right? Because of something deep and dark in his soul. Makes him want to just get revenge on all these sex-loving teenagers, right? For whom I have no concern whatsoever. They're teenagers. They know better than to go to a lake in the dark alone without any supervision. <laughs> but this guy started out killing small children. And Therefore, he's... He should never be funny. Like, it's no, just ridiculous. No, he should never be funny. And I, I don't think, if you think about it, that original Nightmare on Elm Street, he wasn't funny. He was terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. And you didn't fully get the chil- children thing fully in that first one. They kind of told you a little bit, but, like, kept it kind of... Um, they kept saying stuff like he took people down in the boiler room and, you know... They, they, they kept no, I it think they explicitly the, said he killed children. They said it, but what I'm saying in this one, they... Um, expand on that, we'll say. I'd say they more than expand on that. You, There's no doubt in your mind what this guy is. And, he, and even though they do portray him in, in a scene like where he's the gardener in the, in the school, um, like a real person. Yeah. And then... not It's not like a huge, massive uh, um, origin story of Freddy, it's all handled within, what, five minutes, right? But I thought that was the best part of the film. I was like, I want to see Freddy's... Or I want to see Freddy... This guy. As the man. Yeah, this man. Uh, Haley. I want to see him as the man before the before he got persecuted. 
doing his everyday thing and Including that him. is the horrifying part. True, very true. Right, I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to see kids get messed with, but what I'm saying is I want to, I want the idea of this is what he did. He put, he did this to these kids, like, exactly. The thing is, unfortunately, they'll probably turn this also into Freddy the, I actually think the so rock too. star bad guy when so you have to keep going back to the horror. I mean, you're almost devaluing what he's done. Oh, maybe they won't because by making they, him funny. listening to them, they did say that that's not what they wanted. Yeah. They didn't want the funniness. They wanted... So maybe they'll take him further in the... Mm. In, you know, down the dark path, which he's already on. But um, I think he did a really good job. So the best things for the movie were me. That little sequence of a, of his backstory in the middle of the movie. Um, parts, parts of the film were almost like uh, you were watching the original again. Right, because they... But they switch things up just enough. Mm-hmm. I did like that too because I kept thinking, "Oh, here's that scene from the original movie." Oh, it's not exactly like I was thinking. Yeah, I don't remember them all specifically. Do you, you don't remember good. the bath? You don't remember. Um, the... Only when it started, and then I remembered. Yeah, but, well, obviously, well, the, the blood scene. Is the what bed switched. Um, I mean, what I mean is. Oh the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but enough to surprise you. Like, go, oh, really? That's how they. They kind of split the bloody bed into two different things. Where she's, yeah, they did. Yeah. And then the other one is like... But you know... That was got... the best one of in the whole movie. And I won't say it, but that... Yeah. Now, like, one, oh. one thing for me that was terrible and done better in the original movie was where Freddy pushes his uh, head and his hands through the back of the bedroom wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the original movie, they did it practically with a piece of rubber. And really cheap. Yeah. And a person and some rubber. It looks freaking... It freaked me out. Like, when I... Um, I don't know how good it looks now because I've not seen the film for a while. But the CG version was nothing. I was just like, oh, it just looks like the mummy. Something off the mummy, like, coming out of a wall. It just looks... Well, it was kind of creepy. Come I just on. thought it looked cruddy. Like, hard. it looked CG, like. Um, whereas the rubber and the person just pressing through it, it was a creepy-looking thing. You know, another thing from the original that sticks in my mind, it doesn't crop up in the sequel, um, in, in the remake, the tongue coming out of the telephone. Oh yeah! Oh my god! That always freaked me out completely. And the stairs that turn to jelly as you're yeah, walking yeah, yeah. up them. There well, was kind of a twist yeah. on that, but um, you know they tried to honor homage them. the scenes, but really changed them up. So I did like that. Um, but what I didn't like, should we move on to the cast? If that's part of what you don't like. In fact, that's what I don't like. <laughs> let's move on, let's move on to the cast. Except for Rorschach, he's good. Yeah, the cast. Um, Freddie. Krug is actually played by Jackie Earl Hart Haley, hey. who, who you will know from um, Watchmen, Rorschach in Watchmen, um, which is my first. Um, and he was a, he was the the bad kid from not bad kid but bad the troubled kid from Bad News Bears, original Bad News Bears. In no, the I 70s. don't know him from that, but I knew him from Watchmen, and I love Rorschach in Watchmen. In fact, Watchmen I've said Watchmen's one of my favorite superhero movies, if not the favorite superhero movie. And because of him, because of Rorschach, I think his scenes are. I just think he's an amazing character, and you don't even see him. I mean, you do, but you don't. Well, I mean, he's got his yeah, yeah. block mask on. Um, but him, he's perfect. I think he was a fantastic... I was doubtful, because I know who he is. I just didn't know how he would work as Freddy. And, he, and he's not just in a rubber mask Freddy. He speaks, he acts. I mean, it's not just like the... He doesn't just drag his nail. He speaks to them. Um, the makeup's great. Uh, it looks like a re- like that's the first thing I thought. That's like a real burn person, not a rubber mask. Not all veiny and no, yeah. it's more like a a disfigured person, right? Well, like the features are messed up a little bit. I like that. 
Um, I liked. I, you could say it's cheesy, but I liked how they stuck to the hat, the jumper, and the. Oh yeah, me too, totally. And there were a couple of moments when he had a line with the with this one. I think it was with the boy when he cocks his head a certain way and then he says a word or just a couple words. And it it actually made like I felt like, oh that's he's good because he has a hold of the kid and he just says something real casual and as if I don't know like it takes you out for a second and then of course he's actually quite violent when but they, I mean he just takes a breath and does this thing where I was like oh that's creepy and so, the kid says oh god and he says no just me that's from the original movie um, oh was it that wasn't it but one of my favorite lines from the, from the movie and uh, he delivered it. Differently than Robert England did, but like more creepy for some reason. Because yeah, yeah. Robert England was always trying to be cheeky, like that's the problem. I mean, you might like that version of Freddy, and they both still exist, but I think I do prefer a more sinister version. Sinister is a good word. Um, yeah, or what was the uh, extras? What was that? <laughs> Maniacal. <laughs> Maniacal mode. And, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's the good thing about the cast. The bad thing about the cast is pretty much everybody else. I didn't like anybody, really. I was like... I liked the mother. the Not the stewardess, not the air flight attendant mother. I didn't the, like the flight attendant mother, that one. Did you? Yeah. No, no, and it's the same as in the original. I remember thinking in the original... When the first couple of kids bite the dust. The parents so seemed detracted from the kids. And then of. they disappeared. Yeah, you yeah. You never saw There was no... I mean, this one would get a funeral, but I mean, there's... I know they want to move forward, but I think my sensibilities are a little different now. It seems like... I don't know. I just... That was really funny to me. You so, get to know her. She's in a couple scenes. The daughter bites the dust. That yeah, all, they all disappear. I know what you mean. Like... Like you've seen it from a teenager's point of view is completely not blocking out the parents. They don't even Yeah, yeah exactly. Exist. Um, so, yeah, you've got Kyle Gallner as Quentin Smith, who's like the um, hero. What did we see him in? I don't even know what I was Oh, saying. yeah, we've seen him in, uh, I believe, he was in Jennifer's Body. Oh, it's very possible. I think he's the one that she took up to that const- this building. Oh, yeah, it might be. The, the goth makeup. Yeah, and, and in this, they've made him kind of... He's all right. He's just normal. Like... Yeah. A little bit. He's the son of the counselor or the principal of the school, so he's got that going on. But I liked him, actually. Yeah, well, I didn't... See, that's a problem for me in this movie, because all the main leads, like the girl who is also, who's played by Rooney Mara, who's the Nancy girl, mm-hmm. um, the blonde girl, who I didn't even write a name down, <laughs> Quentin Smith uh, is played by, you know, the guy we just talked about. I didn't really care for any of them. Plus, you're watching a Freddy movie. These kids are probably disposable, right? I like the Nancy girl, though. What's her name? She's called Rooney Mara. Yeah, I like her a lot. I mean, I would like to see her in other things. She's brooding enough. She's not... She's, like, glamorous, but she's not glammed up. And I think that's why the first girl is so Barbie dolly. I mean, she has a couple good moments, that girl. But when she's running from him and she's like... Yeah. I don't know, it's really it's hard to like... like... Almost like Drew Barrymore running in Scream. It's almost like, yes, like it's a farce yeah. almost, and you're almost. like, okay, it's scary movie time. Yeah. You know, me, yeah, the movie yeah. scary movie time. Leslie but, Nielsen's going to pop But up. then it goes, then like, you're like, okay, now we're into the, as you would call them, the emo kids. She's an artist, he obviously has a sketch pad under his arm, is, and they're wearing black all the time, and, you know, semi-troubled people. All, always got their ear I don't up. mind them, though, at all. No, I, I didn't dig them at all. I, um... Found them like stereotypical, like, e- like you say, emo kids. Um, and they then, weren't and then, That's not and then the blonde cheerleader chick who's gonna bite it. You obviously know the hot blonde chick's gonna bite it. 
right? Not always. Uh, Dragged me to hell. She didn't. In a lot of horror... Well, she's not really the hot um, cheerleader chick in Drug Me to Hell. She's just the normal she's chick. She's I, I just see her... I don't she's have a penis, portrayed, so I don't know the difference between the hot babe and the good-looking the, uh, woman. I guess I don't know. You know what I'm saying. So, uh, no, I didn't really like... Uh, Clancy Brown, I also wrote down, is Alan Smith, but it's neither end of that. That's um, the father. Clancy Brown, though. Yeah. He's he's a standard. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> but it doesn't like, really matter that he's in this movie, is what I'm saying. I mean, he pops up and he gave me the cre. I kept thinking, like, is he gonna? I don't know. Is there gonna? I was hoping for some other side thing going on, and he seemed creepy enough to me to maybe I don't know. Like, ooh, did this guy have something to do with? Yeah, making I thought Freddy? there was something like, better. About if he's the counselor, did he? Was it an experiment or something? Like, total twist on why Freddy did what he did. Or that Freddy was maybe innocent and that these parents actually did all this crazy shit. You know, something like that. When Jackie Earl Haley was playing real Fred Krueger with the wig and just yeah. looking like... Did did you... Uh, I kept thinking it was Martin Short. He looked really like Martin Short. No. Watch it again and think about that. I don't compare like you do. It's really funny because I was like... Oh, they got Martin Short to play Freddy Krueger. Hmm. It's just this really bad wig they give him. Because he's a bald guy, isn't he? Um, so I can't get used to him with any hair on. I mean, he did alright with Rorschach because he just wore a sock head. So yeah, I didn't like the cast at all, apart from Jackie. Um, and uh, the second version of this, the sequel to this, will probably also have a cast that I don't care about because it'll probably be... You know what I mean? Is it always teenagers in all the Freddy movies? Or does he ever come after a group of adults who no, have survived? Teenage. Well, in the third one that I like, the mental asylum one, they've grown up a bit. No, no, they're teenagers. Well, I wouldn't. I would say that. well, I guess teenagers is right up to 19, right? Well, they are all teenagers in that one. I still. thought they were oh. like 20... I don't think so. Onwards. No, it never comes after... It never, it never comes after... Um, it's it should always, be like Freddy in an old folks' home. These people like uh, were tormented, like in the future, and He's now they're all old people, the and they're trying to get away from him. And they're oh, with their walkers, but in their dreams, they're they're their teenage selves, and that's where they can battle him. That's an awesome movie. See, that's why I like the. <laughs> that's why I like that third one, the Dream Warriors, because they teamed up as the this title little, tells it all. Yeah, because they're in this mental institution. Uh, I, they're not really mental. The, the shit is real, right? But they're in the mental institution, and then they all like a video game almost, say, let's team up. And one of them's got this skill, even though, like, the guy's in a wheelchair, but he, in his dreams, is a superb, like, athlete type of guy. You know, I love Because that. they realize, we're dreaming. Yeah, we can do what we want. Like I, the that's Matrix. what I like. It's it the Matrix. Thing, yeah. isn't. You wake up in your dream and realize, this is a dream. I can have five arms if I want. So that's thing. why I feel that, for me, that third one, like, actually took advantage of the what Freddy's thing is. True. And made the characters actually understand it. And he alludes they, to it in this one. He says, you're in my world. Yeah, he does. You, know, yeah. you can't hurt me. You're in my world. So that kind of goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, if, if you're going to watch the old ones, obviously the first one is a good one. Did you um, enjoy this one? Um, yes and no. I don't think it's 100% a success type of deal for me. No. Um, but I did like... The nostalgia of thinking of Freddy again. And I did like to see Freddy again. Uh, he's not outstayed his welcome for me because I kind of ignored him after the third one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like all them other ones, the 3D and all that shit. I didn't, didn't care about them. So, Freddy versus Jason. So it's been a long time since I've really 
bothered about him. Like, I mean, yeah, he's in he's in your. If you think of horror films, his image yeah. is in your head, right? But and in this one, he is. It's darker. Yeah, I mean, and I do like that. He's a villain, like a villain, like a bad. Person. I know you could say that's cliched of now because sure. all we seem to do nowadays is go, you know, all them fun things from the eighties and stuff. Let's remake them, but make them really horrible, like, like worse than they were, like you know. But he was horrible. I know, but I mean more gory, more. <laughs> oh yeah. And this one... This wasn't particularly more gory, let's be honest. It was not more gory than... gore, I would say. And there was some... There wasn't one particular horrific gore. Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't see much, though. Yeah, but it was so well done. I was like, holy crap. Like, and the... You know, and And the one that... Yeah. That one was pretty... There was a lot of gore. And the... Yeah. At the end. Yeah, there was gore. That was good. There was gore, yeah. But, But... But not much. No, I felt like it was almost in the spirit of the old ones. Like, And the old ones were probably worse score-wise. And I did uh, mention Johnny Depp, if anyone doesn't know. Johnny yeah. Depp was in the first one. Yes, he was. So, um, directed by... The director of this movie... Uh, I know it's always advertised everywhere that this is a Michael Bay-produced um, movie, but it's not directed by Michael Bay. It's directed by Samuel Bayer, who in the past has only directed music videos. Music videos for Blink-182... Green Day and David Bowie of uh, mention. So he's a music video director, and we do see this every so often. A music video director goes on to make a movie. Um, do you feel music video director when you're watching it? I don't. No. He's not got a certain style. I don't think it matters. I think but I think this movie's director, kind of a styled movie anyway. I mean, it has a style to it. I think it doesn't matter who's sitting in that director chair. If Michael Bay is coming around every five minutes, you're going to do whatever he and says. And Michael Bay. In the extras, we did see Michael Bay on That's the That's like set Kevin Smith directing Bruce Willis in Cop Out. He made it very clear he was the director, yeah. and yet you aren't directing Bruce Willis. He's, my, the, he's the boss. And Michael Bay is... You know what's really funny? I put my um, recommendations on that sheet and saved them, but they didn't appear on yours. I don't know. No, I saved them. I haven't refreshed it, though, maybe. Right, okay. So, um, yeah, director. Not really anything to say about him, to be honest. <laughs> Have you? Go. Now they're there. Now they're there. So, um, no, I think it's pretty standard. I think that when you're working in this particular kind of thing, you your vision is not going to matter as much as the collective vision, which means you've got producers, dir- the director, you've got the writers, you've got cast members, you've got a whole culture of people who have matured with Freddy in our consciousness, our yeah. subconsciousness. The studio executives are going to be all in their 40s and 50s. They've all grown up with it, you know, pretty much since their teenage years. They're all completely familiar with it. So you, as a director, unless you're going to come in and go, we're going to make it like a Tim Burton movie or something where it's so specific to that guy. And right. my style is... Um, you know, we're going to do it as a CGI animation. <laughs> we're going to yeah. do it like something like that. Unless you're that far away from it, I'm not being rude to him, but I'm saying I don't know that it mattered no. who was sitting in style wise, style wise. You know, uh, what but I mean? it does have a style, and it is well. Yeah, yeah. It's actually uh, quite. It it seems to me like I mean, there's not tons and tons of sets or anything. Well, they light them right. I like Freddy's yeah. boiler room. It looks like I want it to look, you know. And the lighting is good. It's like um, a lot of shadow and dark, uh, which I know they said it in the extras, but I do agree. If you keep the light 
to a minimum yeah, yeah. in horror movies and you just glimpses of, of the baddie not just a full on he's in the daylight it is better because yeah. like you don't know what you saw you do know what you saw and when something horrible is happening your mind works better than seeing something I think because it makes it worse I agree um, and they do that well in this um, the Blu-ray uh, has one of these what do you call this the uh, wiki 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 woo I don't think that's the name of it Wiki 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 woo. It's just got it. Lenticular. Um, anyway, the len- oh, yeah. the lenticular effect is uh, Freddy's uh, blades. Uh, he the, they kind of disappear mm-hmm. when you move it. They're not the blades; it's just a bloody swipe of the blades. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Wolverine, but the picture is good. I like Wolverine's it. claw. Yeah, I really like it. If you, in fact, the cover's better without. Wolverine the, um, has three. The cover's has better without the uh, without the lenticular. I think because it's yeah. pretty pretty good. Um, so extras on this disc, not a ton. But enough, I think, for this movie. For um, me, for me, there's enough. There's the, uh, what do you call it? Maniacal. The maniacal movie mode. Or maniacal, as yeah. people who speak English properly would say. The maniacal movie mode, or we'll call it the maniacal movie Please mode. Please do. Christmas. The maniacal movie mode is basically what you've seen on other Warner Brothers discs. Uh, last one would have been Cop Out, Kevin Smith's Maximum Movie Mode, or whatever you called it. Maximum comedy mode, I think he called it. They call it something different for each movie. It's that, but not done quite as well as the Kevin Smith one. It's just picture-in-picture, documentary-type... Interviews. ...inserts into the movie. You can watch the movie again and see behind-the-scenes stuff in the corner. There's also focus points, which... It's not everything that's in the maniacal movie mode. It's select three or four-minute sections that you can just watch independently. And then, and this is the best extras in the uh, entire package, there's an alternate opening, which I didn't like, but I like to see it. I mean, I like seeing it, but it wasn't the right opening to yeah, have. Yeah, no, no. Um, alternate ending, which was actually, and this we don't generally say this, that was the ending that should have been on the movie. And what's brilliant about it is, it's fully finished. It's not a... Um, mm, no, it wasn't. No, there, I mean, there are lots it's, of special it's fully finished there. as in, it doesn't look like a work print. It's Dolby surround sound, high def picture. Yeah, some of the special effects weren't done, though. So. No, not 100% fully, but it's a better ending than the actual ending. Because the actual ending, not to spoiler, Mm-mm. is kind of what I thought it would have been. And this... While it's not 100%. It's the same, in th- it's the same ending, just a different way. There's a twist way. to the ending yeah. that makes <clears throat> makes it, in my eyes, creepier. Much creepier. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why they would have changed it apart from they wanted more of a yeah. visual. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then there is also an additional scene. You're not going to cough up any snot, are you? And the additional scene is um, the... It's uh, called... Um, they're walking down a road, and there's a bit of a, oh, yeah, yeah. a sequence, um, which... Basically, it's just that she's having a waking dream, and it's micro completely... Dream. Micro dream. Right. Micro nap. It's is completely unrelated to any of the other nightmare sequences. It doesn't look the same. It's not the same. It's got a weird, creepy neighborhood look about it. It doesn't relate it to anything, so I see why they took it up. And then there's a 13-minute um, featurette called Freddy Krueger Reborn, which I actually quite liked. It's... yeah. Um, yeah. Discussing the original, discussing how they reinvented Freddy, basically. Um, then there's a digital copy and a DVD of the movie. And um, a Blu-ray, which looks great. I mean, it's a pretty short film, interestingly. It's like 90 minutes. Right. It's a, it, um, it didn't seem short. 
Yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I mean, mean, it's less than 90 it's minutes substantial. with the credits. There's a lot. I, so you said there's not a lot of sets. So I think there's a lot of different sets. To me, Pharmacy, it felt hospital, kind of... on the street, three different houses, in a school, in a different school, in a basement, in the creepy room. I mean, there's loads of them. You know, are these Platinum Dunes um, movies, though, I... And I didn't 100% like Friday the 13th, but I feel like I, liked, I still like Friday Did the 13th. Did they do The Hills Have Eyes? Yes, I think. I like that did. one. I did That's like the that. best one, I think. Because it's more brutal than the original. Very brutal and yeah. very, like, I was rooting for that guy, man. I really was. I mean, it was unexpected because I didn't expect them to take the gore and the violence as far as they did. And when I was watching it, I was like, wow, this is almost like a, like a, one of those movies that they ban and stuff it's like it goes it's really far bad. like you know uh, and also some subject matter in the yeah. hills of eyes um, it's got some fucked up story yeah and you're like whoa <laughs> this is like a texas chainsaw massacre really gone far and it was unexpected because i was th- expecting your um plain yeah. remake of i love the hills of eyes the original but i was expecting just that again like and the hills of eyes the original it's a horrific idea but the movie's not actually that horrific yeah it's kind of cheesy just scares the crap out of you yeah the guy the um main um well i won't spoil the hills of ice <laughs> i was just going to say what he was but no um so in conclusion for this movie would you say watch the original watch the original the original number one maybe one through three, three for me that's not my recommendations not two, or anything but i mean but it isn't there's nothing bad about it and the thing about the cast i don't think you i didn't dislike their performances or anything except for the cheesy blonde girl and the first dude who bites the dust or, yeah, I didn't like him at all. They're just, oh, they're the dickhead kids you don't like anyway, and maybe that's why you want to kill them off first or whatever. Like, well, Friday the 13th, they didn't, they're more dickhead They kids. performed in a way that looks like they've been going to little acting school their whole life, and they've got a stage mom behind the camera, and they're 18 years old now, and they're supposed to be pouty, and I didn't like them at all. But the other kids... Their performances were fine. I mean, I thought they did a good job. I just wasn't... Maybe it wasn't... Maybe it was because I just... I couldn't invest myself in them. That was the thing. And I don't know why. I don't don't know. Sometimes you can't tell. Why do we really like somebody sometimes? You know, I don't know why I didn't gel with them and didn't really care. But I cared about the story of Freddy and I wanted to see what they did with it. So I suggest seeing it. And it was perfect for a Halloween night. You know, it's got some jump scares. Get the original, rent it, or rent this one, watch them the same night. Yeah, it'd be kind of a cool uh, back-to-back uh, thing. Um, and I, my thing is not in my recommendations, but I recommend you watch number three in the original series. Because that is... It's a story in its own. You kind of have to know what Freddy's about. But yeah. It's, it's a good one. Um, so, thank you to Warner Brothers for the uh, Blu-ray, which, uh, you know, fairly enjoyable Halloween night. And, and we still had no trick-or-treaters. We had none. No. Well, it could be because every light in the front of the house is off. Right. <laughs> and we look, were in It'll look very inviting, yeah. right, maybe. You know, and like... we were in the basement with the movie on full blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, you can't really hear, anyway. But, so, thanks to Warner for the... Uh, if you want to enter a contest, go to the site, aschoolie.com, enter a contest. You can uh, also, next week's movie review will be Toy Story 3 on Blu-ray, which was going to be this week, but now it's next week. And next week happens to be... Your birthday. So we're going to spend it watching a movie and doing a podcast? Well, I asked you and you said you wanted to. No, I said it was up to me. You were telling me not we wouldn't do it, but I was telling you it was up to me. Oh. <laughs> so are we or not? <laughs> I say, yeah, whatever. What do you mean? 
I'll find something in addition to that to do. Maybe before. Maybe I'll drive to the other town and get me some food that I like. I thought you said on... I said to you on Saturday we should do... I can't. I work. Oh, I thought you didn't. Mm-mm. Work. Huh. All right, then. So, we, we are. Will. Yes. Or, or either that or we'll do it on Monday. Correct. I mean, this on Monday. Yeah. We'll do it next weekend. Toy Story... We have to. It's Toy Story 3. I'm uh, excited to see it, for sure. Yeah. So, um... The movie recommendations this week, for me, uh, I was thinking of movies that when I watched that videotape of A Nightmare on Elm Street years and years ago, other movies that I also watched around that time that have stuck with me in the horror genre. And number one is Phantasm, which still freaks me out to this day. It's a bit like The Exorcist, but cheesy. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. It has this guy called The Tall Man, who is possibly the creepiest image you've ever seen. You know, like... You know when you think of Nosferatu? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty creepy, that, isn't it? There's a guy called the tall man in Phantasm that has that creepy image. Phantasm, you must have seen Phantasm. It was really, really, really... You've probably seen it on HBO or something. No. It had silver chrome balls that floated and knives came out of them and stuck in your head. No. No? I'd remember that. It's so iconic. I've also never seen... And it also spawned tons of sequels. Never seen Hellraiser. Right. Well, you should see Phantasm, because it's freaky as shit. I mean, it, there's images from Phantasm in my brain 25 years later. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, it's freaky. So, uh, yeah, Phantasm. And the second one was another one that I watched around that time. That also still sticks in my head, and I'm sure everybody's seen it, and that's Carrie. Yes. Yeah. There's well. images in that that you can't leave your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you know what about Carrie? Because there's so much build-up to it. People remember the bloody stuff and then the fire and shit. But I'm telling you, you you don't recall that it's the... That's not even... The first that's thing not that, even 20% of the movie. The, the first movie. thing that springs to my mind when I the think of Carrie... The teenagers. Is, John the, is them throwing um, tampons at us saying, yeah. plug it up in the showers. Yeah, yeah. I always remember The that. evil, hateful, yeah. horrible wretched. And John Travolta doesn't do a good job in it. But no. he's ha- you can hate him so easily. And his girlfriend chick, who's like the blondie. And then you've got Steven Spielberg's ex-woman, the Amy. What's her face? I don't know, forget her name. She's kind of torn a little bit. Wants to sympathize, but... You know, that movie is it's good. That's movie. A good, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's. Oof, oof, oof. Can't believe you've not seen Phantasm though. <laughs> kind of movie. And my recommendations go the other way because I want to think of things now that I've seen in recent years that I thoroughly enjoy, that I'm semi creeped out about, that kind of spark a little something in me, you know. And the first one is Drag Drag Me to Hell. Is it? I put Drag You to Hell. I was going to say you want to get the title right. Drag Me to Hell. And I don't know why, what reminded me of it mostly was when, in this one, there's a scene of a girl getting thrown around the room, and in Drag Me to Hell, there's a scene of a girl getting I think Drag Me to Hell around. is actually a classic. I liked it. I mean, I it's, really all, it's new, right? It's not super high quality all the time. But I mean, it's, it's relatively new, but yeah. I think everybody, for years to come, will watch it on a Halloween or but I bet a lot of people have never even heard of it. As I'm mentioning, Drag Me to Hell, I no, bet a lot of people... Sam Raimi movie. Sam Raimi. There's a few nods to... Uh, Evil Dead. Hints. Quite a few. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember really... I think it's a classic. I, I think don't know if I like it more now, maybe, than I did when I watched it originally. But really I did good. like it. It's and just... the other one is Planet Terror. Because that's part of the... Uh, I mean, that one on its own. Not the Race to Death. or What's it called? Death Car? Death Proof. Death Proof. But Planet Terror... Because it's so campy. Ridiculous. It's not campy. It's a pulp. You know, it's Quentin Tarantino. So it's... Zombie-like no, um, and disgusting. And, true, true, true. Um, 
and I'm, I look at the poster obviously all the time. It's right behind your head sure of is. Heather with her needle. That's not her Heather, hand. by the way. What's her name? Uh, I don't I don't know her name, but you think it's Heather Graham, don't you? Yeah. It's not her. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Because Heather Graham is... Roller girl. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm absolutely positive. I don't know her name, but I will... Does it not say on there? Oh, oh. this is Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> and that is not Robert Rodriguez. April the 6th, 2007, Grindhouse. I know. Seems, seems like... So Planet yesterday. Terror and Drag Me to Hell are my recommendations. Excellent. So there's four good. There's actually four good Halloween movies. Phantasm, you, and Carrie. You'll be freaked out. And then modern day. Mine are the old ones, and yours are the modern day mm. um, classics. Rent them all. Plus the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. So uh, games and a scully stuff this week. And moving on from Halloween, I have been playing. Um, I'll go through these fairly quickly because uh, there's quite a few. Force Unleashed Two, which you saw me play a bit of. I've not finished it yet. Um, very, very disa- little bit. Very disappointed in it. Oh. Um, I love Star Wars. Um, what they basically did was, and th- this is in my eyes, they needed to make a sequel. Financially, I'm assuming. Or, oh right. Um, because spoiler, if you play the first game, you die at the end, right? In the second game. You're magically alive again, and they explain it very quickly that you're a clone. It's like, okay, and then you you do this, you go and do this mission. Well, you run away from Darth Vader, basically, and he's chasing you. So you're going to try and find the truth. You're not really the guy from the first one. You're a clone with some of his personality and stuff. You're running away trying to find the truth, and Darth Vader's after you across the universe. You stop at four places to do your... um. And basically four levels of the game. Um, and there's no new game ma- gameplay mechanics at all. There's one new thing and it's neither here nor there. I won't tell you what it is. But um, it's just really badly done. It's like, it's Star Wars for Christ's sake. You can, you know? I, I don't... <laughs> When they spend like two years making a Star Wars game and it actually turns out... And I love Star Wars, so you can throw me any Star Wars stuff. This just didn't ring. Even the first one did. I was like, I like this kind of side story. You played story. Star Wars Lego all the way through. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and the first Force Unleashed, I was like, I like this side story of a guy who's the apprentice of Darth Vader. It's kind of interesting. But this is like... The story of that guy is gone because he died and then Darth Vader brings him back. It's, it's what like, I find is hysterical. And yes, I mean hysterical to you, C.K. Lewis, who likes us to use words that don't really apply. But I do find it really funny that you buy everything else in the Star Wars universe. Maybe not the Metachlorians. I don't know if you're one of those geeky people or not. But no, about you shrug your shoulders at, oh, he's a clone, whatever. Yeah, there's millions of clones in that movie. Yeah, Why this is that is, unbelievable? This is like... It's almost like the it opening... It totally reasonable. No, the opening scene of this game is almost... It feels like... The way it's written and the way it's presented to you feels like we need we need that guy again. Because you're going to be him. It really feels like that. It feels like there was no effort made. And then there's like some cutscenes later on in the game that play out that are like... This is just... Like somebody just... I mean, I know all of Star Wars is made up, but it's like somebody at the side just went like, wouldn't it be cool to have Yoda? How can we have Yoda? So they make a Yoda scene that's really, like, completely unnecessary. Like, it, it's even unnecessary to the plot, but it's just like, here's Yoda. 
Yeah, but if he wasn't there, you'd complain because it wasn't No, I really Star wouldn't because I feel like it wasn't... I feel like this is a side thing. It's it's just a badly... A, it's a... The game is fairly... It looks amazing. I've got to say the graphics mm-hmm. are really good. Well, Well better than the first game. It's just the game is worse than the first game, which shouldn't really occur. Like, um, and then later on, I went to uh, on to learn that a lot of the team got fired in the middle of the development of this game. And secondly, after the game fit, wrapped, LucasArts canned the team completely and um, put the kibosh on Force Unleashed Three, which was supposed to be being made, but they said we don't want it anymore. So, I think it was a. Isn't that crazy? Because that's like a cash cow. I think it was a project that was kind of doomed in some way uh, because of financial and um, development house and all this kind of stuff that kind of lost its steam. Because mm. I, th- I feel it almost feels like it runs out of steam like a third of the way in. Like it, like they... Like it ends up with one guy smoking <laughs> cigarettes and drinking Red yeah, Bull in a row. What do I do now? I gotta finish this fucking game. Like, this one, like all, every, the- all these mates have been fired and you start there going, <laughs> I've got to finish this on my own. Okay, I've got to put Yoda Star in Wars, yeah. <laughs> That'll make it sell. The game's a half an hour long. Yeah. I have to find something. So I can't there. recommend it and I'm the Star Wars biggest fan. And, um... No. I mean, it's fine. I'll, I'll play it. But you did? Did you finish it? Not yet. I will, just for completion's sake. But I'm on the last slot. It's, it's, I'm not going to see anything that's going to change my mind, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Really annoying bosses as well, I've got to say that. The second game, which is much better and a complete surprise for me, is... Oh, I thought we were running through these quickly. We're only on number two. <laughs> it is um, Sean White's Skateboarding, which... I have actually had no um, hopes for or anything because I didn't really care, to be honest. I mean, Sean White is a snowboarder, as most people know, who turned also to skateboarding. And now he's got a skateboarding game, which is a... It's a skate... It's not your average skateboarding game. It's a skateboarding game with a story, but what would you... It's skateboarding meets the Matrix. Let's just say that. Hmm. I didn't pay that close attention. Oh, it absolutely is. It's You've got... a a guy who pops up every so often, <clears throat> Morpheus, who tells you about opening your mind and freeing your mind and this is how you will get on. And, and the whole world has been taken over by the mission. The, the ministry. Ministry. Who are... Uh, <laughs> That's how close I was paying The ministry to. are a corporation that keeps everybody uncreative and subdued and wearing grey suits and this is the outfit of the ministry everybody wears a grey suit and this skateboarders are the are these people republicans by any chance and the skateboarders are like basically like you know Neo's troop in the uh, matrix um, who have got this underground movement going with this guy Morpheus who uh, are trying to free everybody's minds. It's not an alternative reality or anything, though. It's reality. I mean, it's not an alternative reality. It's just people walking around. No spoilers, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so like, uh, it's... it's Skateboarding meets the Matrix. And not I'm not just saying that in the story point of view, but it uses some mechanics in the game that are actually, like, not real-life things. Like, you can bend... You can skate a rail which is a common skateboarding thing, jump on a rail, slide along it. But in this game, once you unlock the free your mind ability, you can expand the rail 
and move the rail up, down, left and right as you see fit, as you grind on it. So you can use the rail to access other areas, you know, in this weird mind-bending. Yeah, that's good. It's actually a really good mechanic. It makes the game really fun, because it's like, not, you know, I said to you, when I'm skateboarding in a game, I want to do really crazy shit, not just, like, hop on a thing and it'd be all realistic. I want to go up on the top of the buildings and all that stuff. And this game allows you to do it, so... You don't play as Sean White either. Um, most people, you know, he's on the cover of the box. Most people, are, oh, you play as Sean White. Well, you don't at all ever. Well, you do for one. Yeah, I heard you one say. Tiny oh, little I just bit. played as Sean White. Now it's over. Yeah, literally a little bit. But you create your own character, and it's you going through this story. And basically, the Ministry have kidnapped Sean White because he's like the the be all and end all of influencing everybody. And they've locked him in this laboratory. And your whole quest is to get him out so you can free the world completely. And so. you make yourself a girl and everyone kept calling you dude. Yeah. <laughs> Which was funny. But um, I recommend it. I think it's really a fun skating game. And I've not played a fun skating game for a long time. Because EA, with their skate series, while I like it, the skate series is kind of um, like, let's be as real as we can. So only tricks that can be done in real life can be done. No, you can't do like a... 2,000 degree spin or something in Skate because that isn't possible but in Sean White you can spin as many times as you want because it's about freeing your mind so I like it I think it's good um, so this is the third week you've talked about it. Is it is that it? is it going to be on the list again? I haven't talked about this with, it only you came out this it. week you mentioned it no you mentioned either that you're going to play it or that you yeah you did no definitely not um, so then yeah, this only came out play back the last couple of weeks then I've not talked about this before. I've talked about it to you, not on this podcast. Or you might have said, I'm going to get it, I'm going to play it, and this is what it is, and look at this video, and look at these guys talking about no, it. No, because I didn't have any hype about this one. In fact, it, it landed, and I was like, skateboarding? I didn't even know it was about this. Um, I thought it was just skateboarding, so it wasn't even a, in right. my... I was like, I'll play it, but because I, I like a skateboard game. When I put it in, I was like, oh, this is kind of different. And then I was like to you, this is kind of banana, like a bit weird at the beginning. And as I got into it, I just couldn't put it down. I ended up finishing it. So it was a good skateboarding game. And it literally, I think it took me about 15 hours to get through the quest. And I said to you when I first started it, I think I'm near the end now. And no, I wasn't. I was, there was a lot to do. So Charm White Skateboarding, I highly recommend it. Another game uh, this week uh, came, that came out this week was Fable 3. I haven't played it at all yet, so I can't talk about it. Um... Vanquish was another game I haven't played at all yet, so I can't talk about it. But I will as soon as I get around to it. Um, Costume Quest is a Halloween-themed game that I have got, but I haven't got around to playing it. (laughs) So there's another one. Red Dead Redemption... Now we're on fire here, just flipping through the list. Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare, which is Rockstar's expansion pack for Red Dead Redemption, which is one of my favourite games of the year. It's a zombie-themed... Cowboy. Halloween story for Red Dead Redemption add-on pack that costs ten bucks. It's a uh, they say they say it's eight to nine hours of gameplay, so it's pretty good. But, um, Rockstar are very good at doing expansion packs because they don't just cheap out; they get full voice acting, do a whole story. Um, I haven't played it yet. I have got it, but I want to sink a whole like I'm doing some other games, so I want I want to sit, play it, and finish it. If you get what I'm saying, because Rockstar games are special to me. So. Yes, I know. I keep hold of that one. You love those people. I also played the Need for Speed Hot Pursuit demo, which is available now on Xbox Live Marketplace. It's the new Need for Speed, and it's by the Burnout team, Criterion. Burnout's one of my favourite racing games, so it's interesting to see what 
Criterion have done with the Need for Speed franchise, early impressions and the demo's really short. It literally lasts a minute and a half and oh, then wow. we're done. Um, it's one race. And it's not even a race, it's point A to B. So, like, you're not even going around a track. It's like, you're a cop, chase these um, street racers. And you have to, like, knock them off the road. It feels very much like Burnout, which I didn't... I didn't think it wouldn't because it's by the burnout team. Why are they, you know? But it also feels like Need for Speed at the same time. So it's not like they completely. You like the old Need for Speeds, and then it got a little bit. You didn't like a couple of the newer. I liked um, all of Need for Speeds apart from last year's Need for Speed Shift, which was where they said, "Do you know Need for Speed? What you've played for all these years, where it has like a really crazy storyline, and you know, and the hot chick, and they always it was a franchise of itself, which I liked. It was like." A story like about undercover police or... Well, last year they said, this year it's going to be called Need for Speed Shift. And it's about serious racing. It's like Gran Turismo. There's no story. You just race around tracks, gain experience. Then it didn't feel like Need for Speed anymore. It was just like another like generic racing game. So I was like, oh, I hope they don't do this with Need for Speed. And then this year they've obviously gone, no... I don't think people wanted that. They want, like, a need for speed, you know. Well, they didn't just think that. They looked at their checkbook. Yeah, when nobody bought a shift. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I know they didn't because it was actually a flop. And all the other need for speeds, good or bad, they were not always good, but they always had a funny story. Not a funny story, but, like, a tongue-in-cheek kind of... Mm-hmm. And then one year they went really Hollywood with it and got that, like, a top-name Burke, actress. Burke. No, there was another girl. No, it was... Uh, the girl Lucy Liu I think or somebody like oh, that oh yeah yeah and they did a real serious and that was kind of cool too and it was very Need for Speed but they've tried things with it but I think removing the story is the wrong way so who's the hot chick now it's not been announced or anything and this demo gives you no implication oh, right. of anything it's just like here's a car go down a road like it's there's nothing there's no menus there's no anything so it's out in a couple of weeks so we'll find out um, and the last two games is A The Sims 3 which you played. Oh, on, yeah, yeah. On the Xbox 360. Um, I totally forgot because it was kind of... Being a Sims fan, um, detract from the fact that you can play the best possible Sims 3 experience on the PC because you already own it, like with all the expansion packs. <laughs> yes. Um, the 360 PS3 version of the Sims 3, which we tried this week, we tried the 360 version. How do you think it fares? Like, for somebody who doesn't have a PC and might want to enter the Sims... Hmm, I don't know who that like, person would like be. Like, they only have a, a console. They're not a PC gamer. They might have a PC, but no graphics. Right, what games have they been playing? That would be my question. Are you playing Need for Speed and uh, yeah. Call for Duty? Then you're not going to want it anyway. Call for Duty, I like that. <laughs> what does that mean? Call of Duty. Oh, Call for Duty. Uh, yeah. You're not going to want it anyway. Call for Duty. So I can honestly say, with hand on heart, there's no reason for this game to be on the console. It didn't. And I am a true... If, if I'm telling you now, if I love that enough... I would still be sitting there now, and that was three days ago. Actually. And it bored the shit out of me. A, I don't like the controller. It's piss all to have to pick everything and move shit around. I, no, I, I actually have I a different... You're um, asking me, though, right? Take a, no, I, I think person. they did well of getting all them controls into a controller. I disagree, There's a because lot of it's fiddly, and it's, ugh, it's like you can't control the camera very good, well, and you can't get to the point of what The Sims is. There's building... Doing building up your skills and shit. Now they added the karma thing, 
which I want now in my PC version because it's kind of like at any point you get to earn karma points every day you get some. good or bad and I think by doing some things you can earn a good or bad and then you can choose like good karma is basically it's a cheat it's all the cheats that you can find codes for for your PC version give everybody a good mood in the house but it's like a fun way of giving bump up your skills you know, on a thing or whatever. There's also evil things you can do is to make, you know, somebody in the house have to pee all every five minutes. You know, I don't know if that's one specifically, but stuff like that. So you get to, you can pick the karma stuff. But it's just too, there is no way in my mind that someone hardcore like me, Sims person, would want to sit there and fiddle with all those fucking menus, man. You gotta click this. Well, what I think is, and I'm a console gamer primarily. I, I mean, I do play PC games. But I'm very used to a controller. You can hand me a controller for any game and within five seconds I know what everything does. I think they did a good job of putting it all. And there's a lot of controls in The Sims. I mean, Did you want to click six times? Is how many times you had to click to buy something to put it in your house? No. Yeah, Bullshit. Uh, and I do think it's the best version of The Sims on consoles because they've tried putting The Sims on consoles before. It looks good. And it, they didn't do a, a good job of it. They um, It went... They tried to make it like... Okay, people who play The Sims on a console probably don't want what the PC people have. They want like a like a story. Remember, they mm-hmm. like, and they kind of fouled it up on the PS2 and stuff. It just wasn't that good. This is actually as near as you can get a, a version without a mouse and keyboard. A version of The Sims 3 on a console. Yeah, but I'm the person who loves The Sims. You're the person who loves the console, and there is no in between there. Neither of us is the person who's going to play it. I actually agree that there's not really much of a market for the game. Because your average gamer type who buys Halo and Call of Duty and stuff ain't going to want The Sims anyway, right? They they just won't. Yeah, because you're snobs. No, I'm not meaning that. (laughs) I mean, it's just not their type of games. Because, I mean, right now there's like a a ton of like, you know, big games coming out. Even though The Sims is a big game. But they're going to go for the fables and the... It's not even fun if like I'm sitting there playing... And doing stuff for you to sit and watch. No, it's quite boring. Yeah, and it's not fun for me to even play it because it's so fiddly. Oh my, I can remember now thinking how irritating it was and how long do I have to do this before I say to him, okay, I'm kind of done. And at some point I handed you the controller for some reason. And then I said, that's okay. The only thing I can think, though, is um, it's not... I mean, it's it's definitely not for me, that game. And it's not for you because if you've got it on the PC, that's the best way. Um... It's one of those games that you just can't on, put onto a controller properly because it's about pointing at stuff. Correct. Quickly um, and for Civilization's another one. Civilization on the PC. Without... I mean, it's an amazing PC game because it all revolves around pointing and clicking. If you brought it to the console, it would be fiddly as crap. It would be too fiddly. And, and they have tried to put Civilization on the console and it was menu after menu after menu and it just got tedious and boring. Some games should stick on the PC, basically. That's what I'm saying. The PC will never die as a gaming platform because there are certain games that will only work with a mouse and keyboard. And for some reason, consoles, they don't want a mouse and keyboard. I loved having it on the TV that we have the 51-inch TV and that I was playing on. I would love to play My Sims this on there from my my PC or from my laptop. Wish, that I love. I yeah. love seeing it big, and but I want my mouse and uh, don't really need the keyboard at all, to be honest. Um, sometimes you have to type in a cheat code <clears throat> now and then. 
I do cheat at The Sims immediately. As soon as I bought Sims 3 and then all the expansion packs, I always look up what the latest money cheat is because I don't give a... I'm not in this for challenging. I'm in this to just fart away my time in another place. And I always make me and you. So it's not like I make... Fa- I don't make green people or anything. It's always chubby blonde, skinny, dark, long-haired glasses dude. <laughs> Me. It's like I can't hardly fantasize. Like I can't even go in a game and go, okay, I'm gonna make myself a hot chick. A clone, yeah, nothing. No, I'm not skinny. I'm not. I don't have dark hair. I even have to try as hard as I can to get the same hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the fun thing, isn't it? Making but the yourself- fun part is, I make you into like a rock star, and I make me into like uh, every. I mean, I eventually go through and become everything, but like a crazy scientist or a, you know, so. It, I say if you're going to love The Sims, just buy it on the console, get you a good PC or a good laptop. I got a good laptop and play it on there. It's totally a PC game at heart. And that's one of the things I think EA will learn from this console version because I don't think it will do necessarily great numbers or anything. And I think they will learn that it's a PC franchise. Concentrate your whole team on that PC product. And just keep making a good PC game. You know, it's it's there. It needs expanding upon and just keep doing it. Um, And finally... I picked up an independent game called The Ball, B-A-L-L, Ball, which is an awesome game. It's on Steam, um, and it's like a it's a three-man project kind of deal, like uh, done with the Unreal Engine, but it's like you're a person who gets dropped into this archaeological dig. You, you fall down this hole. You end up at the bottom of this hole. You look up. You can't get out. There's this weird-looking ancient artifact almost like a gun on a on an altar that you pick up kind of like portal right it's a gun that doesn't shoot it's just a gun archaeological kind of looking gun and then there's a big ball that's about a bit taller than a human but a big metal sphere and the metal sphere and the gun one button on your mouse sucks the ball towards you and one button on your mouse fires the ball in any direction you would like. So you can basically suck the ball towards you and walk around with the ball and then fire it where you want. Well, the whole getting out of the archaeological dig is all to do with the ball and a puzzle that's been set up in the entire place. As in, put the ball here and you stand on this switch and put the ball on another switch and then the door will open. Very much like a portal... Here's a room, here's the ball. Get out. Here's some switches, get out. And it's really good. It's oh, good. it's a lot of fun. It's like um one of those I'd never heard of it. I grabbed it and I was like, This is the idea of portal is so good because it's simple yet complicated, right? Yeah. I mean it's not a gun that kills people or anything, it's a puzzle gun, right? And that's what this is, it's a puzzle gun. And you've gotta mine the ball, it's almost like the companion cube at parts because you don't want the ball to fall in the lava, so you've got to gently nudge the ball over a thin rope bridge. Or you know, it's all themed in the Tomb Raider-y kind of. You're in an archaeological dig. It's a really fun game. Not a lot of people will have heard of it, I don't think. Um, it's on Steam. It's called the Ball. Um, so last week we recommended the Cube as a movie, and now you're recommending the Ball. Yeah, as a game. it's a funny. You know, <laughs> it's like one of those independent games. It doesn't have a huge budget, but it looks good. But it's not about killing things, it's about using your mind to figure out a, you know, and there's some very clever stuff where I was, at first I was like, okay, it's going to be put the ball on one platform, you stand on another, the door will open. But then no, it's like, it's like 
the platform that the ball needs to be on is very high up. But there's no way of making the ball jump. So what do you do? And then there's like um, vents in the floor with the blow gas up that the ball, if you guide the ball onto them, they might it'll jump up. You know, it's it's really it's fun. I I um, recommend it. So the only way you can get it is steam, though. So that's the ball. And the um, ball. that's all the games for this week. What have you got for dinner? Ah, I can smell it. I feel like I should be turning down the heat, but they might be a little overcooked. That's fine. It's crockpot stew. And that was your idea. Not crockpot stewy. Like the vegetable. Um... Vegetables. Potato, parsnip, um, turnips, carrot, peas, and something else. And then a can of like tomato juice and some spices. Sage, rosemary, thyme, cumin. Parsley. A little bit of chili. No parsley. Um, a little bit of salt and pepper, etc., etc. Bunga all so in a slow cooker. Yep, it's been the slow cooker since we started the movie. And by now, they might be a little mushy, but they'll be good. And I'm going to make some corn, Q-U-O-R-N, chicken, C-H-I-K, apostrophe N, nuggets. Do you know the funny thing, though? You know, when you say it might be a little mushy, I like mushy vegetables in, in broth. Anyway. Oh, they'll be tasty. Yeah, I it's really tasty. tasted it before. It's really, it's got some flavor, and it's all nice. I thickened it up before we came in here. So that is what's for dinner. And for dessert, we'll have strawberry Newtons still with our... Pig Newtons. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should talk about Louis C.K. Rent, yeah. rent that anytime you can it's watch It's on pay-per-view. Um, pay-per-view, pay-per-view. Um, Epix pay-per-view. Um, Louis, Louis C.K. Yes. That's his name, right? Yes, he's... At- um, and the, the show is called Hilarious. Because, yeah, <laughs> and you might know why. It's a 2010, that was hilarious. 2010 stand-up thing. I've not laughed so much. It's really much. funny, yeah. My cheeks were sore, and because I disagree with 99.9%. It's like me watching George Carlin. I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying he says things that are obviously observational, as comedians do. And I'm just like, oh my god, another human being thinks the exact word-for-word thing that I think about idiots and assholes and the world in general, you know? So, yeah, you can catch that on Epix pay-per-view. I think it's www.epix.com. I think you can actually watch it streaming online as well. You don't have to have cable. Really good. And I'm going to talk about, briefly, my nephew was in his school play this week, and it was called Zombie Movie, and it was quite delicious to watch. So fun to watch junior high kids doing their play. They worked so hard. They memorized so many lines. And the storyline briefly is a film crew goes to a cemetery to film a zombie movie. So they have some actors and actresses that have, you know, zombie makeup on for their movie. Some gypsies come along. They're desecrating the cemetery and they have these lovely Russian or some kind of accents. Then they Gypsy do this, accents. They do this, uh, a, a curse on to bring the, the dead back to life so that they will uh, get back at this film crew. So in the meantime, you get real zombies, you get actors and actresses dressed like zombies. So it's a movie and a play. And, you know, my nephew was one of the zombies, like the real zombies coming back to life. And at some point, like intermission isn't just intermission anymore. It was like interactive. You had to go with one of the, a couple of the actors from the play Around the whole school, they set up all different rooms that looked like, you know, zombie apocalypse had happened and the desks were all askew and whatnot. And there were zombies in each room and you had to gather some things up and whatnot. So for an hour in the middle, 
everybody goes in groups around the school. And that was really fun, too, because you get, like, a tour of the school, but it's got, like, strobe lights and creepy kids in the corners. and They have smoke machines. Yes, they have smoke machines on the stage and strobe lights in some of the rooms. And they, the girl kept telling us, now, if you have any problems with the strobe light, because they told us that some people oh, yeah. have a problem with I strobe light. So... She said it might be with your heart or something. I don't know. But if you have any problems with strobe lights or if you feel sick, then you tell me and we will leave the room. You know, she was real. She put her little hands up like this, like all serious, you know. <laughs> so that was really good. I went twice. I saw it twice. Paid my $5 two different times. And I bought a candy bar each time. Where does the money go? To their group. To the club. So, they, I mean, they have For costumes. Props and stuff. Yeah, they have costumes. It felt like it might be like a packaged play. Like, the teacher can look through a catalog and go, what play are we going to do this year? Oh, here we go. It comes with props. It comes with this. Now, they said so-and-so painted the props, but they still looked slightly like they came with a kit. Or, like they said, get ten toilet paper boxes, and this is what you paint on them precisely kind of thing. You know, and the background was cut out. Yeah, yeah. And the costumes are really good, so I know their money goes... I mean, good. Like, not just... Go to your mom's closet and drag out a bunch of old shit. I mean, they had gypsy outfits and they had zombie outfits. And, you know, my my nephew wears, um, is now his, uh, I don't know. He wears two red ties, like proper ties, bow, not bow ties, ties that are tied every day to school. That's just sort of his, uh, teen, pre, his teenage, what do you call it? His gimmick. His style. It's a bit of a gimmick, but he wears it with his t-shirt, he wears it with whatever, and he, they let him wear the ties with his blue rotting tuxedo, and then that was really good. So, it was just, uh, it was huge fun. I think, if you get the opportunity, of course you didn't choose to go, <clears throat> even though I asked you to, it's so good to support that kind of thing, because you know what, not everybody wants to be a dickhead football player in their life. And if you got a kid... A boy oh, and girls don't want to all just do whatever girls clubs do. I don't even know what clubs are <laughs> considered for girls, right? Drama and art, music. You know, all kinds of kids are in these groups. It's not like you have to be a football player or a t- cheerleader and that's the end of what you, you know, I mean, this is like opens their creativity. They have to memorize a lot of stuff. They have to work together. And what I found at the end both times they're all really supportive of each other. We want to thank everybody for all their hard work. We really want to thank our friends who did our makeup. And we really want to thank everybody who helped us memorize our lines. And we really want to thank our moms and dads. Now, do you get that shit at the end of a football game? What do, no, you, get in the, what do you get in the locker room? You get the coach yelling at you for all the shit you did wrong. You might get well, like, oh, guys, good, good work, good work. But you screwed up this and you did that and we've got to hit hard and we're good. It's no, you know, the competition thing. It's not for everybody. So I say totally support. Even if you don't have kids and you know there's a school play going on, go throw your 10 bucks at them. Could be a bit creepy. Or, no, I mean, <laughs> donate money to their just... club or buy their candy bars or whatever it is. Like when they had their little garage sale, it wasn't little, they made almost $1,000. I got some silk flowers out of a, ba- a box, you know, that I was going to put outside in a pot. They had no price on them yet, and I said, will you just take 20 bucks for these? And the girl's eyes got all white, and she's like, okay. And I said, that's fine. I mean, it's a good cause, isn't it? Like, you're promoting these kids. I mean, they've worked on it for five weeks, every day after school, for three or four hours, practicing, practicing, memorizing, building all the stuff. I just felt like it's a big payoff, because that is a huge memory to make, you know? My question is, what's the next play? Yeah, I don't know. None of them knew. I asked, like, three different kids, and they shrugged their shoulders at me. So when you think that my nephew is being specifically, uniquely, um uninformative with us. It's not him. They all just shrug their shoulders like... Maybe they've not been told yet. 
Yeah. Might don't. be told tomorrow yeah, on Monday, you know. It's kind of like live for today kind of thing. And so that was the zombie movie thing. And then the other thing is, uh, I'll just reiterate what I said about food last week. Because I was watching that vegan cooking for yeah, carnivores. Yeah, you should get, recommend a URL. What is that? Vegan cooking for carnivores. That's com. what she's called on YouTube. I didn't... I vegan cooking for carnivores. Right. And we're not vegans or anything. But, I mean, I'm converting away from, Vegetarian. like, animal fat stuff and other things, like... I'm trying to make more, like I'm making this crockpot veggie I'll tell you something, I watched, you were watching it in bed last night with your laptop on your knee. And uh, I came in to go to bed, and I was going to go to sleep, I was really tired. And I ended up watching like two or three, and everything she made looked awesome. She made like a spinach quiche, uh, tofu and spinach quiche, which looked amazing. She made, um, what was the dessert, the tarts. The oh yeah, yeah, like a creme brulee but <coughs> with uh, silken tofu. Everything she made looked really good, and I'm not a tofu fan, but it looked like she did stuff with tofu that doesn't even make right. it look like and tofu. and it's anymore. totally accessible. That's another thing I'd be like, wow, that's something new to try. Not like, oh yes, I have to eat tofu because I am becoming a vegetarian. That extremely zombie. firm tofu that she did, where um, she made the chicken fingers, chicken. Yeah, I think you unquote. should do that because I, I actually fancy that. Yeah, just like the firm tofu, dry it out, marinate, marinate it. it, dip it in. Uh, corn, it was cornflakes, corn crumbs, cornflakes, and something. Then you just quick kind of brown it in the kind of hot oil. like fish fingers, but like a tofu finger. It was good. Look, it looked good. And we're not saying that like, oh, you go buy tofu and you'll love it because that's not how it works. No. It truly is some stuff that you, you learn to cook in a way that makes it, quite frankly, awesome. I mean, that stew in there is going to be delicious, and there's not a lick of... It's funny, because you asked me yesterday, what do you, what do you mm. want for tomorrow? And I'm thinking, what do I want? And then I said, uh, a salad sounds good. Like, And you was like, oh. And then mm. I was like, what about... It's like cold outside, so what about like vegetable soup or a vegetable stew? And you... Yeah, all over it. Yeah. But the food thing, like her, like I said, we're not vegan. I can't claim that at all because you still drink milk. We have yogurt. We, I buy cheese. It doesn't... Vegetarian, know, like I definitely say I am. I haven't had meat for two years. Uh, true. At all. True, true. So, yeah. I would... Definitely. I would never label myself, though. I don't eat any animal products. No, well, well, I would say I've not had meat for I mean, two meat. Years. Meat, I don't. I mean, but I had meat when I went to Germany and I had meat when I went to Mexico. I mean, I literally have not, so... Uh, you have it. And I don't see any reason to have it anymore, because I'm a lot healthier than I ever was. I said to you the other day, I used to get heartburn all the time when I ate meat. All the time? I haven't time. had it since. I haven't had it for two years. And I used to always be eating Tums. Never. Yeah, well, I remember. You even mentioned, I've forgotten that we always had the big tub of Tums. And go through them really quick. Yeah, just chew out two them. or three of them. Because we'd get, like, a large pizza. I mean... It's not just what we're eating. It's just the different as well. Like, we'd get a large, large pizza, right, with three different meats on it. Sausage, pepperoni, hamburger, and then everything else. And we would each eat half of that through the course of an evening. And then suffer all night. Suffer, and even though I can't... I mean, I got an Emo's pizza the other night, like, their veggie deluxe. I went in, right, to Emo's, and I'm like, I need, like, a medium pizza or something like that. Just all veggies. And she's like, well, we don't have any specials on, but I can get you a deluxe meat lovers for $15.99. And I said, well, how much is the same size veggie? She goes, well, it's $19.99. And I said, can't you just do the the meat lovers? We'll leave the meat off. But, and the meat lovers included onions, peppers, mushrooms, and black olives. I said, I'll take that, but just take off all the meat. And she no, looked at me. No, don't take it off. Just never put it on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Take off the meat. And she looked at me really funny. I'm like, is that, I mean, I'll pay the $15 for the same. She's like, oh, yeah. Like, it Like it was a double foreign concept. So I was like, okay, I'll remember how to order next time. I'd like the meat lovers, please. No meat. 
if I'm getting four dollars off. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. It is funny that you have to ask for that, though, isn't it? Yeah, or that like it didn't. It, it shows you the society we live. It in. It doesn't occur to them to go look. If we have a veggie lovers and it's fifteen bucks, we're not putting all that meat. We're still making loads of money. Making more money. Yeah, because we're not putting. So I just found that to be really funny. So I still will eat. I eat about oh, a third of that one through the course of the night because I was really busy. And it's like that Emo's pizza, which is the crust is big cheese. It has like a. The super thin crust, like a thinner than a cracker. Even. Yeah, it's that kind of super thin, and they put a little bit of cr- like brick oven. Yeah, yeah, but it's super. I mean, it's we're talking like if you took a salting cracker, it's and wet, more it's topping than than. Yeah, and it, and with the veggie version, you don't even get a lot of topping. But I'm not saying I don't. We don't eat things that are. We just eat all healthy stuff anymore. But I mean, the food thing is. Just like I'll say, like I said last week, open your mind, broaden your mind. She made some, one girl made some veggie, one woman made some veggie burgers. She used a grain I'd never heard of and she grated up some carrots in there and some beet and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds awesome. Now, 10 years ago, I, I wouldn't, it would never even occur to me to adventure into that. Like to make a veggie burger and then have it with a salad and have some pasta you know like none of that and it's just so exciting one of the other things is you don't need food tv because youtube and sites like it there there's so many people out there who cook and show you how to do it well there are vegetarian and vegan sites and youtube people who convert constantly they'll say um last night on diners drive-ins and dives on food network they made this so we made it into a vegetable. Our version. Yeah, there's loads of those as well. That's what I mean. Well. You don't need Food Network or something to to get a lot of cooking knowledge. Oh, yeah, no. Just go online. It's the place to go. Yeah. And I prefer watching somebody make it than just reading a recipe. Because oh, yeah. at least they get a You visual. even said, I really love watching people cook. And I'm like, there's so something do really, I. It's hypnotic. Because everybody likes food. Not everybody. Well. No, seriously. The lady that we went on that vacation with in Germany, the lady from hell. Sorry, but there's that's not what she many was. people. She had no. She doesn't think of food. She doesn't consider food. She thinks we're obsessed with food, right? And then I've got a guy at work who's like, "I have never known anyone like you." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "You just. It's like you enjoy <clears throat> eating." And I, I, I must have had a look on my face like that's like saying you enjoy being alive or something. I'm like, of course I enjoy eating. I was raised with food hanging out of my mouth. You know what I mean? Like that was just the. I guess We're talking about a guy who has no happiness in anything. It seems there's very little joy, yeah. yeah. But to me, yeah, food, then maybe that's why I make such a big deal about it, is that, and it's not about not eating meat. Keep eating, have you ever, if you do eat meat and stuff, have you tried different kinds of meat? You know, if you go to a restaurant and they've got elk, my mom had goat curry when we went to Kansas City and had curry someplace, and I'm like, that doesn't sound appealing to me. But she's like, well, I've never had it, so I think I'll try it. Even that is an adventure. I'm not in saying go eat a bunch of dead animals. I'm just saying, like, think... You know, if you're 40 years old, basically you're halfway through your life, maybe it's time for a change. The end. <laughs> anyway, uh, the end. Thanks, a- thanks for listening to the show. I want to remind you about the websites. Uh, Aceschoolie.com, SidTalk.com. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. Oh, on an Xbox Live note. When you turn on your Xbox tomorrow morning, November the 1st, there's a mandatory dashboard update. The big update for the year. The one where they change the look of the dashboard. Um, It will happen tomorrow, so everybody who's on Xbox Live... That's today when they're watching it. 
Monday. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. So Monday's the big day when it all changes, ready for Call of Duty, I guess. Uh, and the Connect camera, which comes out next week. Um, so yeah, that happens tomorrow. Today. Today. But when you turn it on, it, and sometimes it can take up to like five to ten minutes to happen. So is it happening at midnight? Like no, now? it's rolling out like across time zones and stuff. So I'm not sure when. I'm in the beta for it, so mine's already updated. But I'm assuming it'll update again to get the final version. Um, so that's happening on November the 1st. Um, also what's happening, and I am stoked and I can't wait uh, straight after this podcast. Tonight, on the Halloween theme, AMC is airing the first episode of The Walking Dead, which is a zombie TV series, which uh, I am I'm not, not really that excited for TV shows, apart, apart from Dexter. You know, TV shows. But this one... I think it was made for me. And also, if anyone heard of or saw Dead Set advertised anywhere, you forget what channel it's on, but that's the British Big Brother turned into, uh, you know, basically... It's a zombie it's show with of, Big Brother in it. Right. Yeah. The UK Big Brother is set, is basically the last safe place because they're locked in. From it's a really good idea. Yeah, awesome idea. Really good. So it's like, yeah, there's a reality show where they're all locked in a house. They, everyone knows what Big Brother is. Yeah, England... Um, a big zombie outbreak in England and everybody knows about it obviously most people are dead and, and zombies but they're all cut off from the world so but they, they don't just, know they, yeah they don't know so it is a really awesome idea and the first episode's about Big Brother but then it kind of moves out yeah, of Big Brother yeah it's awesome and if you like zombie things it's good in its own right because it's it's got re- it's really a good story. I wonder if you could, you probably can get that on Netflix or anything. Could you? No, well, it's it's, t- it's it's not BBC though, so it's be Channel Four. Commercial. It's on DVD, but only in the uh, UK. You can buy the UK edition. And if, if you're got... a zombie person and you want, I mean, not if you are a zombie because you might not have. It's a, a really credit good card. quality. It's like <laughs> it's, Twenty Eight Days. It's later. really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like proper quality. It's not a cheap, cheesy. And The Walking Dead uh, tonight on AMC. I'm sure most people do have AMC because it's even on basic cable, right? So yeah, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, it looks to be epic, zombie epic. Um, we'll, we'll bottle that enthusiasm. See what happens next week. I'll tell you next week when mm-hmm. I've watched it. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, and. We'll also see The X Factor tonight, and you can also catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, the RSS feed. Just go to acefully.com, click on the word podcast, subscribe, listen, comment, whatever you want to do on there, and send feedback to me at acefullyacefully.com. Send feedback to Sid Talk at sidtalk at halloweenpumpkin.com. Is that right? <laughs> and uh, I want to say stay classy, Mr. Freddy, and uh, actually a good... Um... Haley. Yeah, I think he was a good choice. And I was on the fence, and now I'm not. And I'm going to say, um, probably one of your favorite shows then would be, like, Zompranos. (laughs) You know? Bring some zombies to the Sopranos, but set it in the Old West style. Mix up the Deadwood, the zombies, and And Sopranos. And the Louisiana Swamp. (laughs) Yes! I don't know. That one kind of... Um, and I'm going to say, uh, think for yourselves. And not just think for yourself or someone will do it for you, but expand on what you're thinking. 